Hello and welcome to the Brain Care Podcast, a practical and impactful series of snappy episodes on how to optimize your mental health and performance so you can reach your full potential. My name is Dan Murray-Serta, and I'm the co-founder at Heights. We make smart supplements and clever content with the world's leading experts to help you take care of your brain so it can take care of you. In today's Brain Care podcast episode, we have the head of nutrition research, Sophie Medlin, who is also the founder of City Dietitians and the chair of the London BDA. Is that right, Sophie? The British Dietetic Association for London, yeah. There you go. Thought I got that right. And uh, also just a wonderful human being who is one of the most knowledgeable people in all things nutrition that I've ever met, which is why I wanted to get her in the proverbial studio to talk to us about the mind diet. So firstly, Sophie, what did I miss in my introduction of you? What's an important accolade that I've neglected to mention that people should know for said credibility? I think you've probably covered it. I've been a dietitian for a really long time. I think that's an important thing to recognise. So I've been a dietitian since 2007, so qualified then, and been I've worked my way up through the NHS initially and then into academia. So I was a lecturer and researcher for five years, most recently at King's College in London before I set up my business, City Dietitians, and I've been doing all kinds of exciting things in terms of looking after patients and pushing the profession on in different and exciting directions and also, obviously, having the pleasure of working with you, Dan. Obviously, it's a massive pleasure for both of us, naturally. Um, so talk to us about the MIND diet then, Sophie. What what does it stand for? What does it mean? Where does it come from? So the MIND diet is a combination of two diets. Number one is the Mediterranean diet, which most people would have heard of. So if you're imagining the Mediterranean diet, we're thinking about lots of vegetables, lots of whole grains, smaller amounts of meat and uh, some fish, and then thinking about keeping sort of processed food to an absolute minimum. And then DASH diet, which is the dietary approaches to stop hypertension. And that looks quite similar to the Mediterranean diet, but is more conscious around things like salt and processed foods and that sort of thing. And the reason that they were kind of put in combination is because actually when people follow either or both, we see much greater reduction in things like Alzheimer's risk, for example, strokes and other um, sort of neurodegenerative conditions. Got it. Okay. So what food does the MIND diet encourage? All the things that you would basically expect. But with the MIND diet in particular, whilst in every diet there's a focus on eating more fruit, in this diet there is more of a focus on eating berries in particular. And of course that's because as regular heights people will know, berries are such a great source of anthocyanins which are associated with improved brain health and function. So the MIND diet really has that focus on berries in a way that other diets won't necessarily mention. So we focus very much on things like all plants essentially, but particularly on berries. So making sure you get plenty of plants in, making sure you're getting plenty of fish in the diet, thinking about things like um, beans and pulses as well, which often we neglect, particularly in the UK, having wine in moderation. So making sure that we are getting lots of those healthy flavanols in and then being conscious to avoid those processed foods um, saturated fat in particular because we know of the association between saturated fat and things like stroke and cardiovascular disease risk which then has an impact on our, our brain function things like fried food red meat and then things like sweets and pastries and those processed foods got it okay so it sort of sounds common sense, right? But is it basically just a Mediterranean diet with some common sense added to it? Or is there more to it? 
It is basically that. And I think, you know, when we look at any good nutrition research over long periods of time, we see that the Mediterranean diet is one that's most associated with reductions in these sorts of things that we're concerned about. So things like strokes, brain decline, those sorts of things. And, you know, there is great data to collectively to support the bringing together of these two dietary approaches in order to optimise brain health for the short and long term. And that's really, really positive. They're brought together by a Harvard team. It's been quite heavily researched now and there's some good data. Largely, it's data that's been extrapolated from the DASH diet and Mediterranean diets as opposed to the MIND diet per se. But that doesn't mean it's any less valid. And certainly people who are able to follow this sort of diet can can expect to enjoy better brain health in the short and long term. It's only been around since 2015 when the official paper or the first one definitely uh, was published, right? So how do we know if the MIND diet actually works? Are there studies or anything? The reason that we can be more confident that it works is because we are pooling the data from both the DASH diet, which is a long-standing and well-established dietary intervention to prevent strokes and, and other heart disease, and then also the and hypertension in particular, and then also the Mediterranean diet, which most people will be familiar with, has been you know heavily researched since around the 1970s. So very strong correlations with improved health, health outcomes from both. Amalgamate them together, pull the data, and actually, whilst you've not necessarily got data on the MIND diet per se, when we pull out the particular elements of those two diets and put them together as the MIND diet, then we can see the data from a much longer period of time. So what are the pros and cons of the diet then? So the pros are that we can enjoy good mental and long-term brain health, which is obviously something that we all want to be promoting and looking after for lots of different reasons. But also this this way of eating is also associated with better heart disease outcomes, things like that. So reduction in risk of heart disease, reduction in risk of various cancers and all sorts of different things. So it's really worth bearing in mind that the optimum diet for health is generally looking a lot like a Mediterranean type diet and the MIND diet is looking a lot like the Mediterranean diet. So ultimately following this diet is, is associated with multiple improved health outcomes, which is something that's really, really important for all of us to be thinking about all of the time where we can. That means that we don't have to make massive sacrifices. So you don't have to think, or oh, am I focusing on my brain or on my heart? Because ultimately, you're kind of doing everything. And that's super positive for all of us to be thinking about. The thing that is more challenging, I guess, is that is the restriction. So we know that it's being it is telling us to focus on reducing processed foods, reducing refined sugars, reducing saturated fats, which of course are delicious and are part often of cultural diet. So with all of these things, it's not about have, never having those things. It's not about saying those things are poison or toxic or any of those sorts of things. It's just about being more mindful of your intake. And I think with this kind of dietary approach, we can really focus on what you can have and optimising what you can have, as opposed to necessarily needing to focus on those things that you can't have. So for example, if you know that eating nuts is really good for you and you then can think, well, I'm going to have nuts instead of crisps and that displaces as opposed to replaces altogether, you're just adding extra healthy things in which can then naturally displace those less healthy things in the diet, which makes it a little bit easier to follow. 
So I think that's the key. And, and, and ultimately, with any dietary patterns that we want to follow, it's about finding your why. So why are you following it? And what's your motivation? And if for you, you know, lots of people may have had a parent who suffered with Alzheimer's or a grandparent who suffered with Alzheimer's, or generally just really brain focused in terms of work and things like that, then it can be the reason why you want to make some healthy changes. And ultimately, if that's if your brain is the reason why, and I assume lots of people who are listening, may, that may well be the case, then the mind diet is certainly something to be looking at and concentrating on if that's what is, is helpful for you in terms of motivation. And does the mind diet actually help prevent Alzheimer's? Yeah, there's good data to suggest that the mind diet and those sort of combined factors that we've pulled together from the DASH diet and also from the Mediterranean diet does help to prevent Alzheimer's. So for a long time, we thought that Alzheimer's and dementia were primarily um, diseases of chance and ageing and there wasn't things that we could manage and there was not, not really any way to control it. And actually, the truth is, it's very likely to be um, another one of those conditions alongside things like diabetes and heart disease that, that are part of uh, a modern diet in the way that we eat now. So associated with things like increased inflammation, which we can drive through diet and, and lifestyle factors, and also things like not getting enough of the antioxidants that we need to neutralize those environmental factors that are going on, but also things like changes to blood circulation in the brain because of cardiovascular issues with saturated fat and all those sorts of things. And actually, for a lot of people, it's quite empowering to know that you can do some things to reduce your risk of things like Alzheimer's and dementia, because it's a really terrifying condition to watch anybody else go through or to even think you might experience yourself in the future. And of course, really important to note, there are genetic factors that put you at higher risk of those sorts of things. So it's not that anyone's done it to themselves or it's their fault or any of those sorts of things because ultimately for some people it's just going to happen anyway much like cancer and diabetes some of us are just inevitably going to struggle with those things because of our genes but often it can be empowering to think there are things that you could do that would reduce your risk rather than feeling completely out of control and if that is something that is motivating to you then the uh, mind diet is something to look at. Great what are your top three takeaways for anyone looking to explore the mind diet? I would say focus on the things that you can have. So think about those berries, think about the fish and think about the plants. Optimise those, get as many of those in your diet as possible and worry a little bit less about things you have to cut out because if you're thinking, okay, I'm definitely going to eat three portions of veg at lunch and three portions in the evening and I'm going to have berries and I'm going to have nuts in my diet, for example, you're less likely to be thinking about the things that you can't have and distracted by the fact that you're trying to cut out sugar or saturated fat and things like that. So focus on things you can have, plenty of plants, get some fish in your diet and make sure that you are uh, doing it. Find your why for why you're doing it and focus on that because that can really help with lifestyle change. Awesome. Thanks, Sophie. And we'll see you on the next episode where we're going to start talking in more depth about omega-3s. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brain Care Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and follow us at your heights on Instagram and Twitter for daily doses of brain care. If you want to know more about how healthy your brain is, you can head to yourheights.com forward slash brain health to get your free score from one to 100. See you next time.